Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids, it's Thursday. You know, uh, there's so much stuff to cover today, and a lot of times, you know, you you kind of uh, arrange things like you would a newscast, the most important stuff to the least important stuff, the kicker stuff at the end and all that. But I, and I don't usually play that game. I try to do <clears throat> top of the mind stuff, what's really big. But I also try to mix it up a little bit. Um, there's a lot of stuff on the uh, on the plate today, including more evidence that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden flew on Air Force Two and they met each other and uh, and uh, did business with our foreign adversaries and got lots and lots of money for them. We've got that. We got some, an update from Dan Bongino on the cocaine in the White House coming up. We've got a, a little bit of transgender stuff and all that. And then we got this yesterday, and this is what we've uh, we've come to in America. Remember when I told you a year, like a year ago, I said that if you think the best and brightest are in Washington, D.C., in our government, you are wrong. I'm not saying that there aren't some of the best and brightest, but they're all some of the dimmest and most unhealthy people in the world. And I give you uh, Exhibit 1, Mitch McConnell, the minority leader of the Senate. What am I talking about? What? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. Okay, so he's 81 years old. The, uh, the uh, uh, guy in the, uh, the reporter in the audience at Covington, Kentucky, by the way, which is lovely. It's right across from Cincinnati. Uh, they, they have a, an area there called the Main Strassa, and they have the best Oktoberfest ever in Cincinnati and in Covington. But he's asked, uh, are you going to run again in 2026? He's asking this to a guy who's 81 years old. Are you thinking about it? No, he appears to be frozen. Do you have a question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Completely frozen. Sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Yeah, we're going to need a minute. There you go. That's nice. And he walks off. So the question was, and a lot of people are saying, you know, maybe he had a, a stroke and maybe he had a seizure and all that. I think he answered the question. I think he. I think he, I think he answered the question. That was that was the way he answered the question. Uh, you think I'm going to run for Senate in 2026? I don't think so. And honestly, if you vote for Mitch McConnell in 2026, you're out of your nut. But I know that most people in Kentucky won't because he's been such a profound disappointment to the country. So we've got the, this guy as a senator. We've got Diane Feinstein as a senator. She's 90 years old. She can't go to the bathroom by herself. She can't. This is so stupid. This is the dumbest thing ever, right? I mean, okay, listen, if you can be a senator, don't you think that maybe you should be, I mean, if you're going to be one of the most 100 powerful people in the country, you know, would she be able to get her pilot's license? (laughs) Would she be able to hold down a job as an accountant? I mean, if if Dianne Feinstein was wheeled into your your office and, and applying for a job, and you said, okay, Diane, uh, listen, I, I, we're looking for, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, tell us about your qualifications. Or Mitch McConnell. Would you hire him? 
No, hell no, you wouldn't hire him. You'd be like, are you out of your mind? Uh, go to the nursing home and apply there for a residency. Because honestly, you can't do anything. And Mitch McConnell is the latest example of this. And then, of course, this, this is just Joe Biden in the last week. This is the president of the United States of America. A drug company that makes a drug here in America, if it's sold in Chicago, you can buy the same drug in Toronto or Paris cheaper than you can buy it in Toronto. I mean, it's in, in Chicago. Look, if your company, if you compare the total global drug price globally, the Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal, I don't think they meant it as a compliment as they started referring to my economic policy as binomics. There you go. That's your president of the United States. That's the, the big kahuna. That's the dude. <clears throat> Can't put a sentence together. And the American people know it. They absolutely know it. And I'm going to tell you, uh, Joe Biden is not going to be the candidate. And if he even is able to be the candidate, he will never be able to be the president again. Uh, Duh. I've been saying this for three years. It should be very clear by now. You've also got John Fetterman. The the left and the mainstream media and big social media covered up the fact that he had a massive stroke. And yet a few months later, he was able to be elected senator of the United States. He cannot understand language clearly unless he has a translator. (laughs) And he speaks like Tarzan. He does. He speaks like Tarzan. It's like John Veteran. uh, What do you think about Bill today? Uh, Good. Mm, That's about it. That's what we have. That's, that's who's running the country. Isn't that just nice to know? And then Mitch McConnell has a brain freeze yesterday. Not the kind normally associated with eating ice cream. I'll just say that's completely different. Uh, and then I saw this yesterday, and most people didn't see this. Joe Biden put out this uh, ridiculous video about Bidenomics. And at the beginning of the video, he's standing in front of a whiteboard, right? And uh, so they toss him uh, an erasable marker, all right? And he grabs the marker, and he proceeds to go to the board, and there's already graphics on the board. (laughs) There's already stuff on the board. And then he flips it over, and there's more graphics already uh, electronically imposed on the whiteboard. So he never uses, uh, uses the board at all, never uses the marker at all, and it's so bad... His, his ability to speak is so bad, it has subtitles. I'm not kidding. Here's a little. Here is just a little bit. If I can get it to play, here it is right here. This is a little bit of a Joe Biden. Here we go. Our economy from the middle out and the bottom up, not the top down. Trickle-down economics is the belief that we should cut taxes for the wealthy and big corporations and expect it to trickle down to everyone else, that we should shrink public investment in roads, bridges, and water systems, airports, and public education. Well, when put into practice, trickle-down economics failed. It blew up the deficit, increased inequity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had to have subtitles because you can't understand what the president says. That's how bad things are. It is, uh, it's just, it's honestly, guys, and this is why I come in every day, and I'm here to present the facts to you, but the stupid is becoming so overwhelming that it's, uh, that it's undeniable, and, and everybody understands this. So what I would recommend uh, is uh, turn off all the, the mainstream liberal media, beca- unless you just want to make fun of it, because it is, it, they're just laughable at this point. I, I, I would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed if I worked for them. And, and I hope that sooner or later, 
uh, when Donald Trump becomes the next president, presumably is what I, what, and that's my, what my money is on. So get over it. If you don't like the fact that I like Donald Trump, I don't even care. Uh, you know, you can, you, Ron DeSantis is a great guy doing a great job in Florida. He had a great comment yesterday. He said, we shoot, you, sh- you loot, we shoot. That's what I like to see. So kudos to Ron DeSantis for doing that. But uh, but I got to tell you, uh, I, uh, I think that uh, Donald Trump's going to be the next guy. We will see what happens. But when he goes in, you know, he's going to have to make some major changes and, you know, whatever. Anyway, so Mitch McConnell throws for 30 seconds yesterday, and he's done this twice. What do you think? Today we're supposed to just pretend like, eh, that's really not a big deal. <clears throat> no big deal. And then I want you to listen to this. Because this is kind of big, and and you've heard me talk about uh, Joe Biden will not be the candidate by hook or by crook, all right? Uh, Crook is the crime, will become so overwhelming that he will just have to step down and resign, or by hook, meaning we're not going to do the 25th Amendment. They're not going to go for the 25th Amendment. Uh, So what they're going to do is he's going to say that uh, uh, my health or the whatever will cause me to to, uh, step down, and that will be to avoid whatever's happening. They may have to come up with some sort of a deal where we won't prosecute. I don't know. I I hope that's not the case, but whatever. Anyway, there's there's this new book called The Last Politician Inside Joe Biden's White House and the Struggle for America's Future. And in this book, the, uh, the guy who wrote it, Franklin Four, says that uh, uh, this book provides unparalleled access to the tight inner circle of advisors who've surrounded Biden for decades. And then it says, <clears throat> in private, he admits that he's occasionally feeling tired. So that's the seed of... I think what's common, you know, you can disagree, whatever. His advanced years were a hindrance depriving him of energy to cast a robust public presence or the ability to ensure, uh, easily conjure a name for rights, according to The Guardian. It was striking that he took so few morning meetings or presided over so few public events before 10 a.m. His public persona reflected physical decline and time's dulling of mental faculties that no pill or exercise regime can fix. There you go. There you, I'm just I'm throwing it out there so you know it. Just mark it, save it, download the podcast. <clears throat> According to Americans, 77% of us, <clears throat> pardon me, consider Biden's age to be the top concern ahead of his 2024 election bid. Yet Democrats are saying that Joe Biden is going to win. All right. This is according to the Associated Press NORC poll released Monday. Eighty nine percent of Republicans, 69 percent of Democrats are worried about the president's old age up to the election of uh, 2024. Of the 77 worried about Biden's age. Are you ready for this? He's going to win. Right. I mean, there's no way Donald Trump can beat this guy. (laughs) So funny. Eighty five percent of those believe the president shouldn't run for reelection in 2024. So you've got a majority of all Americans, 77 percent consider Biden's age to be the top concern ahead of his 2024 election. Of the 77 percent worried about his age, 85 percent believe the president should not run for election in 2024. Um, Yeah, I'm thinking. The writing is beginning to appear on the whiteboard. I'm just saying. This is uh, Jim Gossett. Oh, Mitch should return to my old Kentucky home. Nursing home. My age is starting to show. But the Senate's become 
Just like a nursing home Diane Where me and Diane refuse to go Don't forget John Fetterman No Mitch won't go back to my old Kentucky home Nursing home You've not heard the last from me Listen, I know that I have, uh, I've got a wide spectrum of listeners. I have 80-year-old listeners. I got an email from an 80-year-old listener, and I am not an ageist at all because, uh, God willing, you'll live to a ripe old age. Uh, God willing, I will live to a ripe old age. I would like to, you know, but inevitably, no one can beat the, uh, you know, what's coming. <laughs> I'm just saying. And maybe there's a point, particularly if an 81-year-old man who literally twice has had either a mini-stroke or a seizure in front of uh, audiences, maybe that person shouldn't be leading hundreds of millions of people, many of which are of sound in mind and body. Other than Democrats, they're not of sound mind. They're maybe of sound body, but they're not. It's just, it's all, I mean, honestly, this is why I, uh, I came up with the I'm not stupid line. This is what I came up with when I say don't catch the stupid. And the amazing thing is people, I think because of this show, uh, we've kind of inoculated you to some degree from the stupid. And that's why the polls are really, really starting to see the collapse of, uh, of Joe Biden, the, the Biden regime, uh, the rise of Donald Trump after all the persecution and all that. People have been inoculated against the stupid, no matter how many variants come along. All right. So the variant uh, saying that Joe Biden's brain is fine. You say, nope, I'm immune to it. Uh, the, the variant that says that Donald Trump needs to go to jail and he's been indicted four times. Uh, you know, that's that's another stupid variant. Uh, and and you're, you're fully inoculated. You don't. The only shots you need are listening to the show every day and you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. Uh, by the way, also, Donald Trump had a very, very pointed message to those who would consider uh, COVID restrictions and mandatory mandates like masks, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, and I'm going to play that coming up here. Also, on the other side of this, McLaughlin Group oversamples Democrats who voted for Biden in 2020. And still, Donald Trump is way out in front of Joe Biden. So we've got all of this coming up today. It's not all going to be about elections. There's some craziness out there. Uh, your calls are welcome. The number is 800-922-6680. This is a win- uh, no Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show. A little dead Nugent. So yesterday... And I saw a lot of videos about the possibility of uh, COVID restrictions and a new uh, a new vaccine. And I'm going to tell you unabashedly, I will not take another. I will not, well, I never took a vaccine. I ain't going to take a vaccine. <clears throat> and you can shove it if you think I'm going to wear a mask. How about that? Uh, my daughter and my son are now out of uh, high school and all that stuff. Uh, my daughter still goes to a community college. My son's done with that. But I'm going to tell you right now, America's not going to do that because we see through it. Uh, Again, I would tell you, like I did yesterday, if you know somebody who's a liberal or you see him wearing a mask, make sure to tell a person wearing a mask. Just do this. Just say, hey, are you wearing that because of the new BR549 variant? Okay, good. Because they found a guy who runs a southern car dealership 
and apparently he tested positive for it. Just do, just do it. I, I get the joke. Don't remind me, okay? I'm very, 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 very plugged into pop culture, like literally the last 50 years. I know just about everything. So uh, just tell them, BR549 variant, they found it uh, in a car dealer in the South, and, uh, and it's very dangerous. That's what I would do. But here is, uh, this is Donald Trump yesterday, uh, basically uh, giving the establishment who might consider COVID restrictions just in time for an election year uh, to uh, stick it. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. BR549. You know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies. Oh, I guess, that, the I, I, I guess that did happen the last time, didn't it? Before election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. Yeah. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, Hear these words. We will not comply. Ooh, I like that. We will not comply. I might have to put up a uh, we will not comply shirt on my uh, on my uh, uh, swag line. I've got a swag line. And then over in, uh, I think it was Great Britain, uh, they, uh, they've already, there's a fear the Parola COVID variant will overwhelm NHS, sees concerned health bosses bring back community testing and full forward booster rollout as some sort of, uh, some store run out of tests again. So now there's a Parola virus variant, P-I-R-O-L-A, that's uh, in Great Britain. But they're going to try it again. They're going to try it again. Are you going to comply? I, I would hope that after all of the things, all of the things that we went through, that you won't. Uh, unless you have a pre-existing condition and, and you are a very bad health. But you'd probably wear that anyway. Because a lot of people, pneumonia, you know, things like that. I just see this today. DeSantis' $50 million super PAC closes after donors were spooked by his rookie mistakes. What? Founder switches to Trump and tears into governor's campaign. What? Wow. That's in the uh, UK Daily Mail. I just got that. So the DeSantis' $50 million super PAC has, uh, has shut down. You know, listen. I, I want to give credit to anybody who runs for president, except for Chris Christie, uh, because at least they tried, no matter how uh, uh, completely unrealistic it is. I, I want to, you know, thanks for trying. Uh, there are a lot of variants about variants. It's a variant. There are a lot of variables about this election that make this this election very, very difficult for another candidate. But, uh, you know, I do. I want to give the, Vivek Ramaswamy. Who knows? Who knows about Vivek Ramaswamy? Who knows about Tim Scott? We will see. But this is a very different, uh, this is very different election. Rob Schmidt last night on Newsmax uh, broke news about a brand new Rasmussen poll that's kind of interesting. Welcome to Rob Schmidt tonight. In just the last week or so, the tide has turned dramatically. Trump's mugshot, the catalyst. We predicted they'd regret taking this picture. I suspect they already do. On Monday, we showed you a new Emerson College poll, left-leaning in nature. Emerson now has Trump up two over Biden in 2024. A year ahead. A shocker, a poll that indicates Trump could actually win the popular vote. What? Which Republicans don't really do anymore. A Republican winning the popular vote would be a landslide electoral college victory. Huh. And tonight, new polling data from McLaughlin 
adds to that shocking Emerson poll. McLaughlin now has Trump up four points over Joe Biden. And for those that never happens, by the way, you remember Hillary Clinton led the entire election season in 2016. A little bit more on this, and then uh, Biden quietly releases a statement on the second anniversary of the Afghan pullout. I've got that audio. That's coming up, the number 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. And uh, we've got a lot of things coming up, including... There's the latest. Hunter Biden's firm and Joe Biden's vice presidential office exchanged more than 1,000 emails. But I'm sure they were about the weather. I'm sure they were about the weather. Records show a wide, uh, the wide access to White House channels the president's son had while doing deals overseas. And then coming up, we've got some uh, interesting uh, some audio. Last night, Greg Kelly talked to uh, Jim Com- James Comer, I should say. And uh, uh, Hunter Biden went on, I believe, 14 overseas trips with Joe Biden that corresponded weeks later with massive payouts to the Biden family. And uh, Joe Biden would get off the plane first. And and Hunter would be already in the limo. So the cameras would just see Joe coming down. But some people noticed in the limo, Hunter. It's kind of interesting. So I really do believe that uh, common sense is going to prevail in all of this. And that's what Americans still have. And, and I think this is wonderful that we're... The, the public is beginning to see all of this stuff, and they're putting two, to, two and two together. For many years on the radio, I talked about the death of common sense in America, and I really believe that common sense was dying in America. And uh, to, for a percentage of the population, I believe it was and still is. But... Um, common sense is making a comeback. And that's really, I think, one of the main uh, cruxes of this election is vote with common sense. Uh, a man who has gotten millions of dollars from our foreign entities with his son, uh, you know, all of these uh, LLCs that they've created, uh, all of this, you know, this the video of the president admitting he got a prosecutor fired who was investigating a company his son worked for, it's on tape. So American, the American people are going, well, despite what Chuck Tard says on NBC or Joe and, and Yoko on, uh, on uh, MSNBC say, common sense would dictate they're lying to me. You see? So I think common sense is making a comeback. I really do. I'm going to stick by that. I'm not saying that there's an, a lot of stuff uh, ahead of us. Don't get me wrong. But common sense is making a comeback. Oh, uh, by the way, this is uh, Labor Day weekend, isn't it? I, I, it's hard to believe that it's already here. The end of summer is here. The, the pools will be closed on Tuesday. I forgot to mention that. I'm going to be, uh, I'm thawing out a pork butt, and I'm going to smoke that this weekend. So uh, I'll be sharing on social media if you want to, uh, if you want to do that. So um, the second anniversary of the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan was yesterday. And I talked about it briefly. And Joe Biden released this, uh, this statement um, about this. And it didn't come out until late last night, which is if you really believe the policies that you espouse and your decision that you made, 
then you would say it. But he didn't. He waited for other people to say it, and he said it at night. Today we pause to remember the selfless sacrifice, service I should say, of generations of brave men and women over the course of the conflict who time and time again sacrificed their own safety and security, blah, blah, blah. That includes 2,461 U.S. service members who made the ultimate sacrifice, 20,744 of their brothers in arms who were wounded in action. These service members dared all, risked all, blah, 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 blah. Thirteen service members were killed at the Abbey Gate terror attack in Kabul on August 26th of, uh, of, uh, of two years ago. And, of course, uh, White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said that he was proud of how the withdrawal was conducted. Well, if you are that proud of it, why would you just issue a statement that's released late at night? You get it. You you absolutely uh, you absolutely get it. This is uh, Donald Trump yesterday talking with Glenn Beck about uh, Afghanistan and how Joe Biden got us out. You know, I defeated ISIS with our military. I did it in four weeks. I took out ISIS. I was told by uh, certain generals that are television generals it would take years. And I flew to Iraq and I came back with uh, some incredible information. And I knocked out ISIS in four weeks. You know, our so, military is incredible. They don't get the credit. But then you see in Afghanistan, I was all forgetting. Yeah. I'm the one that got the troops down. I know. But you have to keep Bagram, and you have to take our soldiers out last, not first. What they did is so horrible. And I believe it was the lowest point in the history of our country. What happened that oh, withdrawal, I, the way they withdrew from Afghanistan was yeah. the lowest in the history yeah. of our country. Yeah. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. I talked about it yesterday, and um, I, I believe that uh, certainly you will, um, you you veterans, you gold star families. Um, I believe that uh, help is on the way. I really do. The American people understand what the Afghanistan withdrawal was all about and how devastating it was. And uh, uh, you know, statements late at night aren't going to make any difference. The uh, uh, Maui wildfires. I just got a new uh, a new headline about the Maui wildfires. Um, Maui search crews have found over, allegedly, 450 bodies, uh, according to local resident who is leading the grassroots relief effort. Now, have you noticed how quiet the government has been about all of the death on Maui? The other day, I think it was about a week ago, Jesse Waters mentioned that the governor made a proclamation about disasters and property a month before the fires. And since the fires, uh, a lot of people were immediately, while the, while the ashes were still warm, approached by land developers, uh, lowballing them for the property they own. And then it was reported, and several people were interviewed, that remaining buildings like apartments that were still standing, uh, landlords were contacting their tenants and telling them to vacate, that they were being moved out. So you, you can try to put two and two together, but right now, again, common sense would dictate we're not being told the truth about it, right? Wouldn't you say that? Now, uh, right now, the number is at about 450. Uh, Maui resident Dale Fernandez, who has close contacts with local recovery efforts. And by the way, have you seen a lot of uh, recovery efforts? They built a wall around the, the town of Lahaina. They did, right along the highway there, where all the people died in their cars. They, they were burned alive in their cars because they couldn't get out. <laughs> why, why, why are we not seeing all this? 
Why, why are we not seeing it? Joe Biden sent a, a $730 check for every household. And that was it. And that was it. And then the president uh, yesterday, to heap even more indignity on the, the, the victims of the uh, Lahaina Maui fire, doubled down on the fact that his house almost burned down. He, he, had a, he had a house fire. He was contacted by the Secret Service years ago. It was a kitchen fire. It was put out in 20 minutes. It was, it was put out in 20 minutes. And yet yesterday, while he was talking about climate change and while he was attempting to blame the, the tropical storm that is hitting Florida on climate change, he doubled down on this. But it's going to be frustrating as a devil for people. They say, why can't I go back? Storm's over. Speak of the devil. Why can't I go back and look and see if I can find that wedding ring or why I can find that, that album? Can't find that thing that I've lost in the house. Or my kids. It's really tough. Really, really tough. I didn't know anything like that, but I lightning struck my house. We had to be out of that house for about seven months while it was repaired because so much damage was done to the house and half the house almost collapsed. Okay, so now, you know, <laughs> now half the house already collapsed. Half the house already collapsed. So he even actually doubled down on it. While these people are still waiting, and, and while they're saying as many as 1,000 people could have died, 450 supposedly, where's the list of the missing? Where are the pictures of the missing? Where are the pictures of the missing children? Do you remember after 9-11? I remember after 9-11. I remember I, when I read newspapers, actually physical newspapers, they had pages of people with their names, ages, contact information, and all of that. Why aren't they doing this in Maui? Guys, we can't forget Maui. I'm just telling you. We have a news cycle where so much stuff is in the news cycle. And trust me, I have to juggle this every day. What to leave behind, what to go forward with. We cannot forget Maui. Something happened in Maui, and we're not being told about it. It's not a, you know the amazing thing? If this would have happened in 2020 or 2021, it probably would have been blacked out completely on social media. Just that's the feeling I get because everything else was. Uh, KJP, Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday had to be confronted because it was rumored, and, and it still might happen yesterday, that Joe Biden was going to leave town for Delaware again this weekend. And then a second question closer to home. Will the president stay in Washington this weekend, given what's going on in Florida? We don't know the extent of damage. The week ahead had him leaving on Friday to go home to Republic. As you just heard directly from the administrator, we do not have an assessment, obviously. She's going to be going to uh, to Florida tomorrow at the president. No, 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 let me ask you that. Do you suppose that Ron DeSantis is going to uh, take the weekend off to go somewhere else in the middle of a, a tropical storm? Well, of course not, because that's absurd. Direction, and she will be with Governor DeSantis uh, throughout the day. I, I can confirm uh, before coming out here, the, uh, the president did uh, connect with Governor Kemp, uh, of the governor of Georgia, obviously. And so that conversation... Uh, hey, your $730 checks could be coming soon. It happened. He's also going to try and connect uh, with the governor of South Carolina. Um, so... As the administrator said, uh, the situation is still very dynamic. I don't. Okay, I'm still not hearing a no. Of course, he's not going on vacation this weekend. After a two-week vacation, the first time he stayed on vacation while Maui burned, then he went to Maui for six hours before he went on another vacation. There's your president, kids.
There's your president. And, and here he is yesterday talking about climate change. Now, we know that uh, the fire was caused by mismanagement. Uh, we, we are very pretty sure that it was caused by power lines, although new reports are showing that the power lines were shut off when the big fire hit the town in the afternoon. So uh, uh, that's interesting. The, the person in charge of uh, the emergency uh, crisis management team, uh, they, uh, they quit like the day after the fire. They quit citing health reasons. And now they're being secretive about all the people who died. So I don't believe the American people are believing that this was climate change. And if they are, they're a small group of idiots. But here is the President of the United States who, when he is not on vacation, says that the Maui fires were caused by climate change. Doesn't explain why Guam isn't on fire. Doesn't explain why the Philippines aren't on fire. Doesn't, under, doesn't uh, explain how the Philippines or the, or the Bahamas are on fire. But somehow, this fire, which by the way is kind of like a, a magnifying glass uh, from above and a tiny dot on a piece of paper. That's how tiny uh, uh, Maui is in the grand scheme of the Pacific Ocean. You can't even see it from space. And yet somehow, climate change targeted that one island. I don't think anybody can deny the impact of the climate crisis anymore. Yeah, he's got uh, Alejandro Mayorkas standing behind him. Let's look around. <laughs> historic floods. I mean, historic floods. More intense droughts. No, not really. Extreme heat. So in California, they have uh, they had heavy snow. It melted, fill all the reservoirs, and then they got even more rain. And wildfires have caused significant damage, like we've never seen before. Not only throughout the Hawaiian Islands, in the United States, but in Canada and other parts of the world. We've never seen like Greece, where 88 fires have been actually uh, caused by arsonists. This much fire, and while we're dealing with this latest extreme weather event. I remain laser focused on recovering and rebuilding efforts in Maui. Do you uh, do you think that he could be laser focused on anything? I can note for just parenthetically for just a moment. You know, this is what Democrats do. Uh, it used to be that they would the day after a school shooting, they would go after guns. Now they do it while the while the bodies are still there. And now the president of the United States, even though we've got 550 or so people still missing, many of them, if not most of them, children, would rather focus on a uh, fairy tale about how the fire started to cover up the abject face plant by local and state authorities, particularly the governor. It is uh, it is a sad state of uh, it is a sad state of affairs. Um, coming up, I've got this great audio from Ron DeSantis, who is showing how to run a state, and I'm going to give him credit for that. Uh, while he's dropping in the polls as the president, uh, he is showing how it's done in the state of Florida, much better than Josh what Josh Green, the governor of Hawaii, who we don't hear from at all. That's coming up. Here's the number if you guys want to chime in. It's 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Oh! So, uh, 
Hurricane Adelia is now a tropical storm affecting the uh, southeast. Uh, Florida, of course, uh, one of the major uh, areas that it has been. If you do have a, uh, a hybrid, or not a hybrid, if you have an electric vehicle, what I would suggest you do if you're in a uh, flood-prone area is to find a friend with a gas-powered vehicle and leave the electric there because uh, you're going to get stuck in traffic, it's going to run out of battery, and you're going to be screwed. And there's a good chance if you get in some standing water, your car will catch fire. But other than that, get that EV. Let's go to Mike in Lewis, Delaware, where, uh, of course, it'll be lovely this weekend. Unfortunately, Joe Biden may be there. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show, man. What's up? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I, I would love to be uh, in Rehoboth or Lewis or wherever in Delaware this weekend. You still, you still owe me that Nicoboli from last time. All right, we're going to work on it. <laughs> okay, so I think the businesses in Rehoboth and Lewis have lost enough money because of Biden, just because of his visits here, because he shuts down advertising, you know, aerial advertising and everything, you know, the um, shuts down any kind of aerial anything, basically, because of his security. Um, that loss would easily buy him a beach house in Florida so we could get rid of his ass. I know, honestly. And he does. I can't even imagine what it's been uh, for uh, where you live with his visits all the time. And I want to pause it. Let me give you a quick for instance. Please, please do, please do. Local to his home here, uh, a major high school, Cape Pendleton High School, and he comes to visit his house on their graduation day. He's done it like three times. Wow. And that shuts down the town. It's ridiculous. They can't well, they can't celebrate their graduation from high school because of him. Well, what I think, and, and, uh, and I'm be, it's beginning to, be, beginning to be clear, is that a good deal of business happens when he is out of Washington, D.C. The reason why he spent over 350 days on vacation is because he does a lot of business, uh, and he doesn't want to have anybody on the visitor's logs like the ambassador Romania a couple weeks ago, as reported by Rob Schmidt on Newsmax. So I think he's, he's getting a lot of business done, and while he's doing that, he's shutting a lot of business down in, uh, in the area that you live in, in Lewis and in Rehoboth which is, uh, you know, ridiculous. And I'll bet you can't wait for his presidency to uh, come to an abrupt end, can you? Oh, no doubt. But, you know, so he's actually on vacation when he's at the White House. So he's working on <laughs> that's, that's true. That's, that's true. That's, that's probably pretty close to true. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. I got to run. Well, I got to run. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to uh, Pam in Salinas, California. Hello, and welcome to the show. Yeah, hi, um, Rob. I really love your show. Thank you. And uh, why I'm calling is I have been listening to KSCO Radio for a long, long time. And they have a, a man on there. Maybe you've heard of him. He's a, he's a re regular guest on the weekends. His name is Dane Wigington. Okay. He, he has been investigating not global warming, but something called geoengineering. Okay. And he said they have very sophisticated um, ways of controlling the weather. One of them, I know, is this high-intensity uh, radioactive uh, waves that they can target at any Pam, time. Pam, 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 I, I, I don't want to go there. 
I don't want to go here. Uh, just because I, I think we better wait for uh, Maui to uh, you know be cleaned up and discover about it before we talk about uh, uh, theories like this. I, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't feel comfortable discussing it. And I don't really want to pause it any further. I apologize for that, Pam. I do appreciate your phone call. I really, really do. I just think it's a disservice uh, while so many people are suffering to uh, to go down that road. But I appreciate your phone call. I, I just I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do an Alex Jones thing. Uh, and it's not against you, Pam. I understand. They're very persuasive people on that. Maybe it'll become come out to be true. I'm not going to speculate in the meantime. Uh, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. You know, everybody's reporting the same stories, the same spin. You turn the channel, it's always the same. But not us. We're different. We report the real news. No spin, just the facts. Turn to us, and you won't turn back. Tune in to Rob Schmidt tonight on Newsmax. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.